Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Ball in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben, I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire hey. and Pete. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the aerial school UFO encounter. Me and Mike are having a bit of an aliens kick at the minute. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> oh, I like the Ozo one, it was unusual. This, I think, as I think it's very compelling. Does this take it up to another level, does it? I think it's very compelling. Right, let's thank some new returning listeners and then we'll crack on our reader selection. Planago in Lithuania, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, Sursa, India, Frankfurt in Germany, Cary in North Carolina in the US, Spring, Texas in the United States, Winnipeg, Canada, Carmel in India, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Ashburn, Virginia, Bangalore, India, Gurla in Romania, Guadalajara, Spain, and Perryville, Missouri this week, number one. Ooh. Let's start this. And this is still fairly. This is fairly recent for us. This is a time when I still think it is. It's 1994. <laughs> <laughs> time I wish it was. I was going to say I wish it was still 1994. Mm. Oh. Certainly not do as many mistakes as I've done. Well, when that time travel kicks in. Yep. I'll go back with my AK-47. <laughs> oh God, he's going to be Pharaoh. <laughs> So the morning of the 16th of April 1994 began like any other for the children and teachers of aerial school in Zimbabwe. Except it was September, not April. However, an incident during the morning recess would ultimately capture the attention of the entire world. In total, 62 children would announce to their teachers that spaceships had landed near the school and furthermore, small men had emerged from the craft in full view of the witnesses all of whom, incidentally, would describe the exact same encounter. Ooh. 62 witnesses. Hold these children, does um, it say? It's a primary, it's anywhere from like about 6 to 11 we're looking mm. at. Yeah. The late Cynthia Hind would be the first UFO researcher to speak with the children, who in turn would equally invite equally experienced UFO researcher Dr John Mack to investigate... Dr. John Mack is the Harvard Doctor of Psychiatry at this point. He has a very prestigious job title. Also really into UFOs. Mm. To the point where Harvard threatened to sack him for being into UFOs. Fucking but hell. also great at analysing whether people are telling truth and things like that, I should imagine. Body language, yeah. voice, things like that. Mm. Absolutely. From Hind and Mack's efforts and immediate documentation, the encounter is one of the most detailed and credible on record. And at least officially, the incident is still unexplained. The case still intrigues UFO researchers and enthusiasts today, over a quarter of a century later, and is truly one of the most credible and thought-provoking UFO accounts of recent history. Mm. It's mm. pretty recent, isn't it? All the others have been like 60s, 70s. Yeah. In Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, so what you've got to look at as well is <clears throat> cultural factors. These kids haven't been, They've not been inundated in... with pictures of greys. Certainly in 1994, they definitely haven't. Maybe with comic books. I'm sure they would have had them. Uh, I don't know, you, don't know man. Zimbabwe, Mugabe is in full swing. It's not particularly a rich country. Mm. They wouldn't have had much there. That school, those 62 children at school, that was probably the whole school. That yeah, but I'm sure they've seen reruns of The Twilight Zone, something like that on television. You think they all had telly in 1994? Yeah. That, Depends. It, it, Internet it depends. Just taking off as well. So yeah, X Files like, hasn't really long been going. They're not getting that in Zimbabwe. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I should imagine they they they'd have some sort of like means of. of they've got television. TV they've got television, but many of them have got televisions. I wish my friendly Anne was here right now, because mm. I'd ask her because she she spent a lot of time in Zim. Mm. But not in nineteen ninety four. But yeah. she'd certainly give me give you a good rough idea of what it's like at early to mid two thousand. You can't say every or... house having one. I'd say every third house might have one. Either way, the likelihood that these guys have all been indoctrinated into... Seeing greys. Exactly. I don't think that's highly likely, is it? That's highly unlikely. No, I'm just challenging the fact that Ben said that they, they didn't went exposed to this. I don't think I'm, they've ever been... I'm saying that possibly some of them may have been. Yeah. Some may have been, but then that leads us to the other thing, well... Well, we get to it later on. None of these people have changed their story in the last years, in, in the years. You've also got to remember how um, Christian and things like that, these areas are. Mums and dads wouldn't be letting their kids mm. be watching or reading. They're very, very well, it's, well, religious, you should, you should say that, because there is still a belief in, in, in spirits and demons in Zimbabwe, or there was at this time. And a lot of kids thought that these little men were actually demons. Mm. 
And there's, so it's like, you know, hey, the, the tales that mum and dad tell you, don't do that or that demon will get you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know that kind of thing. Again, which kind of backs up what I was saying about the fact that they were very devout religious mm. people, aren't mm. they? And they, yeah. more so probably then as well. You know, the teachers at area school in Rua, Zimbabwe, had a scheduled meeting where the children enjoyed the morning recess of the 16th of September. Although a lone parent who ran the tuck shop was supervising the children, and they were, for all intents and purposes, left to their own devices. It was a Friday, the last day of school before the weekend. And as the children shouted excitedly to each other in the schoolyard, several of them noticed a huge silver disc in the sky overhead. There were also several smaller crafts flying around the larger object, and within seconds a temporary hush spread over the schoolyard as each child turned their attention to the gleaming objects above. Worth, Worth pointing out, there had been UFO sightings in the preceding days leading up to this. Okay. You know how noisy like, you know, schoolyard, isn't it? It's like... Oh, fuck me, yeah. yeah. I've got a schoolyard not far from here and you can hear it at lunchtime. Yeah. I'm surprised you're allowed to live so close to one. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to say that's <laughs> terrible, Ben. <laughs> My kids nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, they've well, got to be at least well, 14 well, for fuck's well, sake. One of them pictures of you with Epstein. Uh, no comment. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, if anyone isn't, I am. I've passed the, the thing, the, the check. That's very true. Yeah. You have. You've worked I've in a school. I've got a certificate saying that I'm not a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do that? Do they show you pictures of little kids and go like, does this make your willy twitch? No? Excellent, you're in. How do they do like, Yeah, they probably pants they 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 down and stand there and look at pictures of naked kids. I don't know about naked kids. I just said pictures of kids. Fucking hell. Man, these he's tests gonna, are thorough. He's going to send me, he's a pedo. <laughs> Man, these tests are thorough. You gotta... <laughs> oh, shit. They just check the, the National Police... Yeah, yeah, the database makes sure you've basically not tells you nothing as, as long as they haven't, you know, been they, caught. They, yeah, yeah, I know. This is why they do creep through. <laughs> Usually in the scouts or the church. Usually the church. Usually the church. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> as the main craft passed overhead, it looked to land near a small hill on the other side of the schoolyard fence. The children ran to the fence to get a better look. And although the land was part of the school, it was off limits to the children as clearing work was still going ahead. As they watched, a quote, small man around three feet high suddenly emerged from the round object. And the children were later described as extremely thin with long black hair and very large black eyes. Long black hair? The hair's weird. Mm. That's but a neat one, isn't it? It is. Rocking a mullet. <laughs> Or what was it? Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining it coming from the, the forehead up and over some sort of bulging head. Anyway, this little man with the large, the long black hair and very large black eyes jumped down the craft and began walking in the direction of the fence where the children were watching. Perhaps they let a collective gasp after only a few steps he noticed the children there and stopped. Meanwhile, another figure stood watching from on top of the craft. After several moments of direct eye contact, the first entity turned and headed back to the craft. Moments later, the ship vanished, as did the smaller crafts overhead. Some of the children would run into school crying. The area was rich with legends of demons and evil entities, and some of the younger children were convinced this is what they'd seen. The older children, though still unnerved, were experiencing what was later described as telepathic communication with the entity that had stood in the field in front of them, and many of them knew, already knew what they had seen. The teachers inside the school were dragged from their meeting amid the commotion. One of them would later state, We just heard them screaming and screaming. A child cannot, cannot make that up. Another would offer that I was very sceptical in the beginning and that while they believed the children had seen something, they sought a more rational explanation, well, as you would. Mm -hmm. These are all the drawings. You can check these out, listener. All pretty similar. Yep. Especially the grey there. That's not a grey. I don't know what is. Where's the hair on that yeah. one? Some saw with hair, some saw no hair. Are they the pictures? Maybe or are they random? Okay. Maybe the females have the hair. Maybe. The headmaster at the school also believed the children's sincerity, but initially thought it best to let the matter rest. Following the weekend, however, the school began to receive phone call after phone call from concerned parents. Each would ask the same question. What had happened to frighten their children so intensely? 
Realising the matter required excellent investigation, the school would contact Cynthia Hind, who was MUFON's person in Africa. Nice. Cynthia Hind, along with Dr John Mack, would speak to the children individually and each would share the same details. In Mack's opinion, he was convinced of the children's sincerity and the authenticity of the case, and he would state of the witnesses, quote, they described these events like a person talks about something that has really happened to them. He was equally convinced the children were of sound mind. Many of the children who claimed to have received telepathic communication from the dark figures that in front of them would have some interesting revelations. One witness would describe the experience as, quote, All of a sudden it was like imaging going through my head, a message, telepathic communication. Ooh. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Another child would tell Hind and Mac the aliens had arrived to tell us we don't look after the planet properly. No shit. Well, we don't. Man, those aliens are going to be pissed off if they come back. Oh, yeah. It's like we came here 30 years ago. We told these children, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) It's got fucking worse. Another darker view came from another witness. They claimed they received images in their minds of the end of the world where all the trees would go down and nobody would be able to breathe. <gasps> These details are present in numerous UFO encounters and have been for decades, and they really have. Mm. The amount of people that the aliens have turned up to and gone, you are fucking that planet up, you do realise that. Yeah. In not so many words. Yeah. I'm Vrillon. Vrillian from the Intergalactic yeah. Council of Light, that's mm. what he said. To the people of Kent. To the people of Kent. <laughs> Well, it does seem like the message has gotten across in some way, if if it's been from then or from ourselves, because we do realise, we do know collectively, yeah. we need to change. So has that message come purely from our own minds, or has it come from these kind of snippets dropped in here and there, and presidents and such that have had meetings with different aliens? You mean like Eisenhower when he met the aliens? Exactly. What? Has there been little droplets of this dropped over years and they finally thought fuck they were telling the truth everything they said to us 40, 50, 60 years ago it's all kind of starting to happen right let's let's act mate you never know well in the well, 50s I think that's giving a discredit to the scientists that have worked it out isn't it nah it's the aliens Mike <laughs> alright I'm just wondering whether it's a little bit of both maybe what if we actually have certain treaties with the aliens and they actually work with our top scientists well I'm doing very well aren't they no no <laughs> I mean, we don't know what they've got. No. Well, it's not that we don't know what we're doing to the planet. It's just that we're impotent because we've been made impotent by the system. You know that, what's it called? The, is it called the Ark? Or what's, what's that thing that can manipulate weather? And things like that. Harp. Like, harp. The harp. Allegedly. Allegedly. Is that maybe something that's been created to help against climate change maybe and that information hasn't been put out of there because of the fear mongering side of things like we've made this because we've been told by aliens we need to fucking sort it out they've helped us out a little bit designed this thing for us we can't use it yet because it's all soft disclosure kind of thing we're all trying to break you all in softly and slowly you never know leaving it late though what they're going to say at the last minute it's like right okay we've got this machine that's going to reverse what climate we say they're leaving it late we've still got hundreds of years of climate change before it comes to the catastrophic well potentially anyway it's different theories isn't it i think that's one of the the least sort of you know, terrible sort of consequences, isn't it? It's predictions. I mean, if you go for the most severe predictions, it's like 2050, isn't it? They've been saying 30 years since the 70s, though. They have been... They've been like, oh, yeah, 30 to 50 years. That. You know, that was in the 1970s. They have been out with the time. And it is a prediction they can't say for sure at the end of the day. It could be 200 years. It could be 30 years before we start seeing areas of land that are being flooded because of rising sea levels. We don't know. Well, I, I was reading a, a piece yesterday about a house on the coast, a listed building, that it's lost 50 metres of its huge mm, garden right. from the coast. That's from the it's cliff like, collapsing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Which happens anyway, so if you're stupid enough to build a house on the fucking edge of a cliff, then, well, 
You're asking for it, aren't you? Well, it wasn't at the edge of the cliff originally, though. Well, it's, no, it it's, wasn't, it's, it's been up a fair. Yeah, yeah. But well, you're silly decades, enough, but you're silly enough to be bloody living there, aren't you? And then whinge about it. There's nothing anyone can do about that, for fuck's sake. I'd be devastated when it got to me decking just inside the back door. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, my decking! That took me two days to build! <laughs> <laughs> my patio, my barbecue's gone! It's a bit crazy. The next door neighbours have spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on three ton boulders and put them at the end of their sort of garden. Their house is actually closer, but it's not being munched away because they've put that in place. They've held it back, basically. Yeah. Well, Why not? The other people should have taken note then, shouldn't they? They, they, yeah, they, they, they didn't have the, the pennies. Well. The one with the listed house. I'd have been like that. Big mansion thing it is. Oh, it's right. just like, You'd have been like that. Oh, fucking chuck some this way, brother. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. No, we want, we want the best sea view in the village. Can yeah. Imagine each block would have cost you a good grand, in it? Nah. What, for stone? I don't know. Concrete. You're talking a ton of concrete. Stealing from the beach. 100 quid's worth. No, they said they spent hundreds of thousands mm. on these, these defences. Anyway... Enough of people. Change. It's, it's, it's happening. Aliens are telling us about it, and they yeah. have been for donkeys. It's important to remember the majority of these children, if not all, would have had little to no exposure to UFO encounters in any great detail. With the uh, internet still several years away, even television was far from the wide platform it is now. In short, it is unlikely that all 62 children aged between 6 to 12 years old would have concocted and maintained such a deception. Now that. You know, I can't see kids lying that age. Not to that level. Not, not as that well. level. All coordinated. Yeah. None yeah. of them ever. None of them backing down. Yeah. None of one of them saying, "Nah, it was all a lie. We made it up." Yeah. Be nice to speak to one of these guys now, wouldn't it? You yeah. can see the interviews. Yeah. That not many of them like to be interviewed about it, and a lot of them really look uncomfortable when they talk about it. Hmm. One woman sort of said, oh, I, "I hadn't even told my husband about this. I tried to forget about it." Hmm. Scarred for life. Hmm. Dr. Mack, who was tragically killed by a drunk driver while attending a lecture in London in 2004, and that's a bit fucking suspicious if you ask me, mm. was not only a respected UFO and alien induction researcher, he was a product of Harvard and an experienced psychiatrist. And when he began to investigate alien abductions and released the book Abduction, many of his colleagues would have to distance themselves from him. There was even a movement to have his clinical care credentials reviewed and the Dean of Harvard would ultimately perform this review and reaffirm Dr. Mack's academic freedom to study what he wishes and to share his opinions without impediment, which is the right decision. Yeah. But the fact that they were looking to sort of strip him of his doctorship and his credentials... And he suddenly gets killed. He may have uncovered something he shouldn't have, who can say? And speculation on my part, completely. Mack's contribution to the alien abduction phenomena is invaluable and the fact that he would so strongly back the genuineness of the witnesses in the aerial school incident should perhaps tell us of the authenticity of the account. And using all of his professional skills, both as a UFO researcher and a psychiatrist, he would state the children's voice tone and their body language were so consistent that it was obvious they were telling the truth. He said they told their stories with such conviction. He would highlight how one child claimed the alien figure had spoken into his mind that the, the human race should not be so technologed as an example of the bizarre authenticity to the claims. I don't know what technologed means. Maybe we're relying too much on technology. I think so. So they're rocking up in a craft, telling people that, telling, you know, young Zimbabweans that humans should be le less technologed. <laughs> Fucking popcorn in the kettle black, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> It's fucking aliens are hypocrites, Claire, that's yeah. what it is. The only reason they want us to save the planet is because they want it. They could have took it with, with you know, already. Or maybe they see us as a threat. Because maybe we are the only race that goes to war against each other every five fucking minutes. We're, we're killing ourselves for what? Right? So maybe all these alien races, that's completely fucking alien to them because yeah. the, why would you hurt your friend why would you hurt it every boils down to the fact that we can't share yeah but maybe this is why they're saying mm. you guys need to stop you're getting far too technologically advanced we can't allow these fucking critters to get up into space and start devouring us lot because if they're going to kill each other 
they're going to kill all of us. Maybe you never know. It could be something like that. If you look at it from the outside, it's ridiculous. It's fighting over resources. That's what most wars are. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you just learn Man to share, war. what's the first thing you say to a kid who's hoarding all the toys? Yeah. yeah. Share. It's better for everybody. Yeah. Sharing's caring. But that, maybe that's what these aliens are trying to get this message yeah. across because they know that. I don't know, they need to stop the way we are. Like, either we either fucking buck ourselves up. This is why they don't want us to have nukes and things like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They said that a lot as well, haven't they? Like, you've got to get rid of them nukes. If you say, if you, if you say anything, our species, our civilization is a death cult. You know, yeah, we're all right. We're, we're ravaging the planet without... Kill without, everything that moves. Yeah. Even each other. Exactly. Yeah, but we're still young, aren't we? Young planet. Young species. Yeah, young species. They could have gone, you know, these aliens, if they've got technology to move from planet to planet, you know, we used to say that if they've fucked up a couple, you know, a planet before and then they've only, they've, they've learnt this knowledge... And, you know, gone into a pact never to go back to sort of your nukes and all that. Like. I think maybe it's just a humankind thing. We're just the only, we're the only fucking animals out there that do what we do. Maybe no, none of the alien species are vicious in any way because that's not the way of any other creature apart from fucking us. Oh, there's bound to be a bad one, isn't there? There's bound to be a bad race of uh, aliens. There's got to yeah, be one. We're not the bad guys. <laughs> and they'll come to us one day because I think... Oh man, those dudes are really bad. We need some other. We need some bad motherfuckers on our side, and they'll come to humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just throwing it out there. We're not the bad guys. Maybe just, we are. I think we're we're too we're too young as a species to know we're the bad guys. We haven't got the wisdom, have we? No. We like that Mitch and Webb sketch where they're like wearing German uniform. And they're like, oh. Are we the bad guys? We've yes. got scores on our hats. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking about, but we're not the bad guys. No, just some of us. <laughs> <laughs> now, others were similarly sympathetic to the events as told by the children, and certainly many who have examined the case since have come to the same conclusions. But the children, whatever they saw, were very much telling the truth. The BBC bureau chief for Zimbabwe, Tim Leach, for example, would also meet and interview most of the children. The BBC Bureau Chief for Zimbabwe, Tim Leach, for example, would also meet and interview most of the children who had witnessed the bizarre events that morning, and he would do so in the immediate aftermath of the sighting. He would state the incident in the accounts of the children who witnessed it gave him a new perspective on life, the universe and everything. Ah, There were apparent explanations offered that the uh, pyrotechnic display, this craft was in fact a meteor shower. And I presume the aliens were swamp gas reflecting off the planet Venus. Yeah. <laughs> or ball lightning. Or ball lightning. <laughs> However, there were multiple accounts from other witnesses of these fireball-like vehicles over the region that day. Of even further interest is an incident that took place only two days previously, only 25 miles away at the Pier House School. And on that morning, around 100 school children watched a strange flying craft descending extremely low and looking that it was about to land. What's more, the radio system the school bus service used went down completely during the sighting. Was it the same craft that landed in Ariel? <clears throat> What's more, at least one of the children who witnessed the incident at Ariel School had even seen something strange in the skies overhead earlier and joked with her friend that it was a UFO before stating it must be an airplane. However, she still noted to herself how strange and like a cigarette the object was. Only later, when events at the school unfolded, she, did she begin to think seriously what, what she had witnessed that morning was the same object that had just landed near the school. So, sightings in the sky beforehand, 100 witnesses to one. Mm. Evidence is stacking up, in it? It is. Perhaps also of interest, at least regarding descriptions of the creature that had vented a little distance in the craft, and the details of long hair, which is an odd one. Like a hippie was one specific description. Uh -huh and a form that appeared black and shadow-like. They also appeared to refer to the fact they only saw the bizarre figure for a brief moment. So could we put ourselves in, in descriptions of the accounts of shadow people, many of which surface in alien abduction encounters? It's an interesting one. I think most of the kids drew a grey, though. Yeah. 
You know, those big eyes give it away. Yeah. Another intriguing detail is a description of the noise that appeared to precede the actual sighting of the UFO. And this was according to one, and this is scary noise that sounds as though someone was blowing a flute. Well, I'm going to go with a vuvuzela. <laughs> hey, that is a scary noise. It is a scary noise. Fucking horrible noise. Oh, I was so glad when that World Cup finished. Yeah, it was annoying, wasn't it? I was just glad when it finished as England were fucking terrible, aren't oh, yeah. Something that comes up in many UFO close, sorry, UFO encounters, not only the whistle or buzz-like noise, but there is an eeriness to it that evokes an uneasy feeling in those present. Well, I'm not surprised there's a fucking giant disc off and <laughs> above you. I'd be quite uneasy. It might be brown trousers time. None of this, take me with you. I feel like that when I go past one of them sort of cat scaring. Mm, hurts my ears, that yeah. shit does. What's that? I'm not supposed to hear it. I'm not supposed to be able to hear that. What is it? They're really high pitched noise things. You put them like say say you don't want cats coming shaking in your garden. Ah, you I've never your, heard them. And then then it's motion. Mm. Not many people can hear it. Ah. It goes right through you. Yeah, but you there's two like... of us right here, so there you go. Have you ever heard one? No, never no. heard of it. You will have heard it if you could hear it, because yeah. yeah. the amount of people that do have them. Yeah. When mm. I used to deliver, oh, it used to drive me fucking crackers. Mm. I'd be like ah. Oh, that cat thing's annoying. They're like, oh, what? You can hear that. Uh, yeah. Hurts. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I can, I can feel what they're feeling. One witness, Emily Trim, would state almost two decades later that this sound was like a high-pitched frequency, quickly followed by a flash before the craft appeared. She would also state, whether of importance or not, that she could not be certain in terms of time as to how long the incident lasted for. Missing time, potentially, going on here. Mm-hmm. Even the descriptions of the colours that flash, reds, yellows, blues and greens, can be found in many other UFO accounts as well, as well as the way they appeared to circle the edge of the ship and the speed with which they did so. Of even more interest are the claims from one of the witnesses who stated that some people arrived to examine the land on which the UFO had touched Here we down. Go. Although the children were not allowed to go into the compound area, she stated that those who went inside found black and burnt grass where the strange object had been. Physical evidence. Yeah. As you might imagine, not only did the teachers struggle believing fully what the children reported that morning, at least initially, but many of the children's parents also dismissed such wild tales. When they were asked during the documentary about 18 months after the incident about how they felt about people not believing them, aside from the expected answers of sad or being frustrated, one child would state that it makes you think it might not be true. Uh. So they're saying, oh, all the adults don't believe me, maybe, maybe I did make it up. Mm. Indeed, if this event had been witnessed by only one child, or even two or three, such dismissals might have seen the incident forgotten about before it could reach the next town, never mind the outside world. That there were met so many who had witnessed the same incident, they, though, ensured they drew strength from each other as to what they saw, bless. I suppose, you know, none of them have come out and said, now we made it up. Yeah. Mm. You know, from 1994 to 2022, that's a long-ass time for 62 people to keep quiet. Yeah. A mm. hundred people that saw... Well, they're all our age, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, the 12-year-olds. Within our age group. Yeah, yeah and the hundred people that saw the craft the day before, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. While we have mentioned that there was a sighting at a school 25 miles away... Cynthia Hine would also collect several reports of not just UFO activity in the aerial area in the days leading to the sighting, but sightings of strange creatures also. For example, in the days leading up to the incident, a mother and her young son claimed to have witnessed a UFO in broad daylight. Perhaps the most unnerving of these sightings, though, came from a truck driver who claimed to have seen strange beings on the roadside one night while he was driving. What is perhaps interesting about this particular incident are the connections to the environment. One child who made such claims and pushed by Mac would state that such thoughts had not occurred to her before she witnessed the man on the disc-like object. She would claim they came to her hours later when she was at home, although she was very specific in stating that the man had put those thoughts in her mind. So he's waiting until she gets home and she's having these thoughts in her head. Mm. Almost like they've been implanted there. And it's not the first time, as we said, that environmental issues have surfaced in close encounters and alien abduction. 
so if we assume the accounts of the children at the area school are genuine and not fabricated, then what should we make of such details? Because again, how much of they, how much knowledge have they got of this, of the of the abduction encounters, of the abduction phenomena? Well, they won't have a lot, will they? Well, we the environment. We, we've been through it. Mm. Even the environment. There was no internet. There was limited television. I still think there would have been comics knocking about. Yeah. Sci-fi comics, but yeah. Not, not, all, not all of them, I think. Yeah. Does that mean that these visitors to Earth have a genuine concern for the welfare of the planet, and what might that in turn mean? Are such thoughts placed in people's minds that they might take action on such matters? And if so, why not the same with our world leaders who are already in a position to make such changes? Mm. Maybe it's because they're psychopaths. It wouldn't matter. Are you saying that our new <laughs> PM, Rishi, is, he's is not a psychopath? Yet, has he? Yes, yeah, he's in. That's it. Mm. Is he? Well, that, that was it. He yeah. was the only one to get 100 nominations, so yeah, he's in. Well, nobody else is going to get it. Boris backed out. Mm. The other person, Penny Mordaunt, said didn't get the right number of things. So after a few weeks ago when they said, no, nah, we don't want him having it, they said, ah, oh, you can have it. <laughs> By yeah. default, the sweetest kind of win. What a shit show. Gordon Brown. <laughs> what a farce. Yeah. Our political system, farce. It took them 12 years to destroy this country. Well, it's pretty good going, isn't it? It's impressive. It's, it fucking is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this is what happens when you brainwash the people and lie to them. Yep. Might such a focus on such issues by these strange visitors be a distraction for our collective selves, for their real agenda and intentions, and just what that might be? Well, what is their intention? Are they here to warn us or are they here to take our shit? Well, if they had to take our shit, they wouldn't have warned us, would they? No. Maybe it's a ploy. It's catfishing us. Don't destroy all your shit. We're going to come by and take that. <laughs> Maybe. Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> but surely they'd just intervene, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're not here in big enough numbers yet. This is a scouting party. Maybe. What are the truth of the connection between the Earth's environment, our use of technology and alien visitation one day might prove to be, it is something that comes up far too often for it to be ignored in terms of UFO and alien research. Indeed, many UFO researchers, including Max, suspect the issue could very well lie at the heart of the UFO and alien question. When we come back to the telepathic thing, it was described as by uh, witnesses as communication through the eyes. So it is eye-to-eye -eye contact important in such telepathic communication and the transfer of images at services in numerous abduction encounters and other close contact incidents and those those grey those the grey eyes are described as being quite hypnotic by people that see it as they draw you in you can't help but look at them mm. and that's why they can't go and see any other presidents and that because they just have them locked up straight away and poked and prodded in it well yeah see are they like being probed yeah they'd be you know send them right off to area 51 wouldn't they Oh, absolutely. If they haven't got them there already. Mm -hmm. Or whatever Area 51 is nowadays, whether it's Groom Lake, Area 51, or Wright Pass on Air Force Base, who knows where it is now. One of the witnesses, Emily Trim, would further state years later that it appeared to her as if some kind of energy had surrounded them during the encounter that appeared to stop time. Remember, she's the one that said she could not at all be certain just how long the incident occurred for. It might even be that time for all intents and purposes did not exist for the children who had witnessed who had witnessed the strange events that morning as it does normally. And what is interesting here is the incident, at least on the surface, is a close encounter with a UFO and the occupants. Such details surface most often in alien abduction cases. Might this be the case here? Only the abduction or the objective of it was carried out within the energy shield as described by the witness. Like I say, missing time, very common. Yep. In these scenarios. Did the teachers notice the missing time? That's the thing, no one can actually pin down how long it lasted mm. for. And the teachers are all in a meeting. I think because you're all in awe as well, like, I'm assuming, like, gaping mouth open. Mm. 30 seconds could have felt like a minute and a half, yeah. two minutes. You've got yeah. some people that say, you know, when they're in car crashes and that, it all went in slow motion. 
from the point that they knew Chitteth was hitting the fan. <laughs> you know, so it could be happening the same sort of thing. It feels like, you know, it could feel for ages, couldn't it? Like time yeah. stands still, isn't it? Yeah. She's like, Aah. Oh, totally. So what might the purpose of such a landing have been? Why would a highly advanced alien race land in a relatively open and public space where dozens of school children could see them, then only to take off and disappear so quickly? Is there more to this one-off landing than we might know? It does seem odd, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, but... Like say, why don't they contact the world leaders or somebody important? Six to 12-year-olds, what, what are they going to do about it? Maybe they were looking to the future in uh, the sense that... Give, give these kids the message now when they grow up they're going to hopefully do something about mm. it one they of you needs to become the, president but they just chose the wrong school they should have gone to fucking <laughs> I don't know Oxford University or something or, or, I don't know or maybe they weren't meant to be spotted they were doing some kind of, of observations yeah, of their own and just happened well, while we're here break time bugger while we're here, we may as well relay the message. Fagnor, I told you to get that stealth <laughs> fucking field fixed, you twat. <laughs> Look, them kids can see us now. I better go over and say hello. <laughs> Don't fuck the planet up. <laughs> and if there was missing time, how much missing time would there have been to say that sort of shit? Can't have been more than a few minutes, nah. because obviously it was recess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but if he stops time for them, the kids would be on a different timeline, wouldn't they? Time would have frozen for them. Oh, man, imagine, like, one of the kids comes back from that time freeze and they've aged, like, 80. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if that was the case, then it would it would definitely prove a time freeze, but I'm not sure about it. Loads of 80-year-old kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a time freeze. I think it's... The... All hands Molman. <laughs> Come out. Yeah, but they only, you know, from 62 of them, they only, a couple of them was like, oh, yeah, I've got some pictures, and they telepathically communicated with me. Mm. You know, it can't have been long at all. Mm. No, it probably wasn't, to be fair. Is it that these apparent extraterrestrials are indeed fallible like ourselves? Many of the children are scared, as they themselves undoubtedly were, would speak of a sense of astonishment or shock on these assumed aliens' parts. They're like, oh, shit! Certainly, it's almost like they hadn't expected the kids to be there. Perhaps right. in, uh, if their intentions towards us are of an ominous nature, this apparent fallibility might provide us with the hope to fight back. Kick some E.T. ass. Because I do think we'd put up a really good fight, unless they just come in and wipe the planet out in one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're going to... I don't think it'll come to that. It'll go, like, Independence Day or, you know... Do you think the aliens haven't come and watched a few films? You know? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, Independence Day seems to be the one that, you know... If they want to get rid of just us, then the best thing is a virus. Yeah. Yeah, it is, I guess. Just release a deadly virus. It's going to be contractible between humans. Kill them off. They could quite quite easily put, yeah, something mm-hmm. in the water sources or something. I'm sorry, but if they want this planet, they can come down and fucking fight yeah. me for it. Why would they? I'll punch... Just keep... Why the hell not? If they just want to kill us, they just glass the planet. It's wanted to get rid of all life. Because I want to punch an alien in the face and say, welcome to Earth. And if they wanted to just That's kill why. us, they would engineer a virus. Or maybe they, maybe they know... Sorry, Mike. Maybe they know that our fertility is to go... Like, you know, rates are going lower. Maybe they know that we're going to kill ourselves off. So they're just biding their time... You know, for the time they can take, you know, they're like, oh, well, they're going to kill themselves off in X amount of hundred years anyway, because they won't be able to produce any more babies because of all the estrogen and the water and everything else, and, you know, yeah, and they'll just be mm. like, oh, we'll just wait a couple of hundred years. Maybe. Play the long game. Play the long game, yeah. No fighting needed. No, nope, they're going to wet themselves out anyway. No, but I want to punch an alien in the face and say, welcome to Earth. Olivia Will Smith fantasy. Yeah, it's always been a slight daydream of mine, bit of an ambition. Well, I've always wanted to say hello. Would you like to come for some, some tea and that afternoon tea, Mr Alien? Well, I'm assuming at this point, Claire, I've just engaged in a highly a highly deadly dog fight through the Grand Canyon. Hmm. You know, that's yeah, that's why I'm, I'm not just walking up to an alien and punching it. It's got to have done something to me first. It's killed me, mate. To earth, scum. Oh. <laughs> it's, oh. make, it's killed me, mates. 
Yeah, just throwing it out. And if anyone has viewed any interviews with some of the children as adults and they speak of the encounter, it appears that while they expressed happiness the craft had landed their school and they wished to see them again, there was a certain weight or heaviness carried by at least some of them. And furthermore, not one of them has gone back on their claims. One witness, Sarah, would express this weight better than the others when she claimed that not only does experiencing and speaking of such an encounter brand you for the rest of a person's life, it also leads to a permanent fear of these things returning one That's day. That's true, yeah. yeah. And they, they won't be happy, would they? No. We told you 30 years ago. Stop fucking the pan up, you've done nothing. I was only six at the time. Not good enough. <laughs> Whether Sarah has had any further encounters with these strange entities or not is perhaps open to debate. However, she claimed in the same interview that at least locally, the um, strange visitors were correct about the environmental issues pointing to the forests that have disappeared for firewood. We might recall the words of one of the witnesses in the aftermath of the incident stating of the images projected into her head of the trees falling down. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that something happened that morning yeah. outside the aerial school. Can't see 62 kids lying. I want to know who's got the bits of burnt grass who come and, you know... Mm. Yeah, was it government snuffled officials the, yeah, or snuffled away the evidence? Yeah, I mean it, it could have been a prank, somebody pretending to be an alien, but then you've got to the Zimbabwe version of Jeremy Beadle. Yeah. <laughs> but then Do you think he had a little foot instead of a little hand? <laughs> Maybe there was more than one craft though, wasn't there? Well, one craft landed, mm. the others were seen above. Seen it, yeah. 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 Or maybe the other ones were aeroplanes, but this craft in particular, maybe it was a prank. But even that doesn't go to explain how they put messages in there in the kids' heads. No. Unless Jamie Beadle's a psychic, I don't know. The Zimbabwe Jamie Beadle. Maybe he is. <laughs> maybe their version of Jamie Beadle's like a cross between Jeremy Beadle and Darren Brown. Ah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe we was Devin Brown. Where was he in 1994? <laughs> September. He's about the same age as us, so. Um, is he? Yeah, roughly. Older than us, isn't he? A few years old. A little bit older, not man. This could be one of his first pranks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain, isn't it? Yeah. All right. To sum up, I think that this case is not very well known about for the simple reason is no one's got a fucking good explanation, and it's probably the one case that might prove once and for all that we're being visited by aliens. And it's probably been covered up like fuck, basically, isn't it? I don't it's suppressed. Been, yeah, I don't think it's been yeah. covered up. Yeah, such, yeah, suppressed is the better word yeah. for it, yeah. It's got more credibility than most because of the amount of people it's in one spot that saw, that saw it. And this is probably why it's been suppressed. Because it is so credible. It's too believable. So everyone... Anybody that hears that story of sound mind could surely go, that is bloody credible. Well, 62 people, haven't you? Yeah, and somebody's got the evidence. Plus the hundred. I guess they dismiss it. I guess they dismiss it because it's kids. And, you know, people, it's easy to dismiss a kid, isn't it? Always got, they've got good imagination. They made it all up. Maybe they conspired together to make it up as a fun little game. All 62 on the playground. I know. Kids don't play together like that. I know. It's not credible, but people can dismiss it that way, can't they? I think that's probably why. And you know full well that 62 kids are going to embellish different details. All of these kids' mm. stories were pretty much the same. You know, there's slight variations, but it's very, very slight. You know, they could be mistaken for just, you know, memory variants. Because mm. your brain fills in the gaps in a memory anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. Obviously, the sooner you're interviewed, the better. But over time, your brain fills in gaps, but... Not one of them's come out and said, yeah, you know what, they're not making money out of this. They've had one couple of documentaries. It just goes down as one of these things. It's like, wow, that is... Yeah, it's, it's hindered their lives, hasn't it? Like a woman said, she said, you know, we're, we're branded as these, these people that believe this sort of thing. and Yeah. It's a bit of a stigma, if anything. And of course, you've got the fear it's going to fucking happen again. I mean, yeah. imagine how terrified you'd be as a child seeing that. There is a... Uh documentary on this there is yes yeah. one hour 40 it was only released this year yeah it? it's a new one I can't remember who did it what it's... platform is it on uh, that I don't know I didn't get into watching that one I watched a few interviews and I'll it's try still... and find out what platform it is on for you listeners I'd imagine it's probably uh, paid to view on something like Hulu or something like that maybe for us Hulu's it's fireworks sign already we're not under attack listener 
Some dickheads letting off fireworks on the 24th of October. Okay, so, should we do some fucked up facts? Yeah. Yeah. Team tune, please. Facts, facts, fucked up facts, 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 facts. In, twen- <laughs> in 2010, Stockholm, Sweden, had a speeding camera lottery. I thought you were going to say had a syndrome. Lottery? <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you were caught speeding by the camera, you were fined. If you were caught going below the speed limit, you were entered in a lottery to win 20,000 kroner. Oh, that's not bad. 1,600 what a, quid. What a great incentive that would be in this nice. country. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I might give Rishi a quick ring. It's always punishment, isn't it? It's never reward. Yeah. I think that's... What a great way to stop crime. Yeah. Why don't reward citizens for... Being being good. Yeah. Yeah. Good citizen. Here, good citizen. (laughs) Pat you on the head, citizen. Oh, you're a good citizen. Here's 20 pence. Go and buy something nice, young man. Got him with Fredo for that. (laughs) (laughs) We know with animals which works better. Reward or... You know, yeah, yeah, punishment, 100%. reward, isn't it? Every yeah. time. So yeah, that's something to think about. One in ten people in Iceland will publish a book in their lifetime. Well, mm-hmm. to be fair, there is only like fifty thousand people. I was going to say, there's hardly any people living on there. So any Icelandic authors, that's it. It's like mm, there's true. twelve Icelandic authors in the world. But me, that's like ten percent of the population. <laughs> Speaking of authors. The author of Jaws regrets writing the book. Oh, right, why? He feels it made people too afraid of sharks. Sharks are worthy things to be afraid no, of. they only kill about eight people a year. <laughs> only. About the same as Ticos's. Well, I haven't got any of them either, so I'm all right. <laughs> he spent much of the rest of his life as an activist for shark conservation. Oh, well. He's right, though. I've, I've seen programmes about sharks, and they say, look, the misconception of sharks, because of Jaws... Harmed the poor creatures. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's watched a shark documentary, they always say that, don't they? Because mm. most of them aren't killers. Are there was they? a guy swimming with the fucking great white sharks. Is yeah. that was his whole goal was to swim with great whites? So he was swimming with them, yeah. and he's like, ah, this thing's harmless. <laughs> Ish. We're not harmless. Ish. They, they don't want to eat us, but they want to find out what we are. Mm. Because we're not fish, we're something different. Oh, well, I'll take a bite, see what that tastes like. Usually awful, that's what they don't finish us off. Yeah, that's why you normally have, like, one bite and that's it. Because they're just taking a chunk and... No, I don't like that, spit it back out or whatever. I, I, I'm assuming some might... There's, there's evidence of some that get a taste for human meat, I suppose. That would be the worst of it, is if it bites your leg off and then it just barfs it back out again. You're like, you fucker! Well, Jaws is a prime example of that. Jaws he clearly had a taste for it. He did. Tell that to the survivors of the USS Indianapolis, Mike. Or she. Oh, I'm glad they made they. Oh, great films. The first one is... The book's great as well, actually. The book is much better than the films. No, the first one. I've got the book, I'll lend it if you yeah, if right. you do like to read. I do read. It is estimated that only 0.1% of Americans have ever eaten a blackcurrant. Hmm. Well. Eaten one or like blackcurrant squashed because there's X amount of blackcurrants in a squash. Well, I guess the same that because it's been banned in the US for much of the 20th century. Why? It doesn't say why. Blackcurrant? Yep. Guess maybe it's is considered it, a weed. Is it the actual plant itself? Must be. Being, yeah, not the fruit, but the plant. Mm. Right. Obviously, it's not the kind of fruit that gets exported quite as much, then, maybe? Maybe. Because it's such an easily growing fruit, you could pretty much grow it anywhere you bloody want. It's goddamn big fruit, so it is. It's not that big. No, it's big fruit. The, the corporation, <laughs> big fruit. Mm-hmm. Don't want everyone getting free fruit by growing blackberries, do they? Blackcurrants. Blackcurrants. I don't. I, I want to know why the USA's banned blackcurrants now. Hmm. Any American listeners? Fine. Tell us. I'm on it. Don't you worry. What have the Americans got against blackcurrants? <laughs> they don't let you move vegetables across state lines, do they? Sometimes. No, they don't. I guess it's got to do with the. It's an invasive species, maybe. <laughs> And they reckon these don't fucking listen to you. I only put in, why has America B.A. Second thing on the list, banned blackcurrant. Mm. Mm. Maybe people, a lot of people ask that question. No, do they fuck? 
indeed bloody listen to you. I tell you what, they fucking do. So, the plant acts as a host for the white pine blister rust that threatens the timber industry. Yeah, there you 1911 go. federal government banned the cultivation sale yeah, to protect the white pine. Big timber then? Timber? So it's the timber companies that have banned it. There you go. So God they would damn. not know what Ribena tasted like. So that means that not only have they banned blackcurrant, they've also managed to ban weed, the timber industry. Mm. Yeah. Banned hemp, didn't they? Mm. Better for building. I don't think they banned it, they just don't... Well, back in the day, they banned hemp because it was a better material for building and it was cheaper to make as paper. Yeah. Then it made people high. Then it made people high, but Big Timber was behind, the, was one of the big foremost advocates in pushing for hemp's banning. Mm. Mm. Instead, they could have just gone with it and gone, let's invest in hemp. No, no, just cut down the trees instead, it's easier. Mm. Bastards. The chocolatey filling between the wafers in a Kit Kat is made out of recycled Kit Kats. Yeah, it's so all me. the other Kit Kats. All the little chunks that have fallen off the conveyor belt. It mu- yeah, it must be the, the ones that fail, it. yeah, that, I guess. You mean the ones that fail the rigorous quality <laughs> procedure at Nestle? Yeah. Nestle cunts. They are a bit, aren't they? Nestle. Mm. You might be done a podcast about mm. Nestle. Yeah, didn't their boss say that drinking water wasn't a human right? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, this is what, yes, they're the fuckers that bought out all the bastard water companies, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Mmm, dirty bastards. Yep, okay, we'll end on this one. A long term study of nearly half a million people found that those who eat spicy food six or seven days a week live longer than those that don't. But also smell worse. Having it twice a week. I should be dead. That <laughs> <laughs> logic. Yeah, you don't Various eat it, do you? spices no. past your lips, has it? Not much of one. <laughs> I'm going to get you to eat a chilli one day. You're not. <laughs> get you drunk enough. No, it won't happen, mate. Won't happen. God, you just blow my head off. We'll get you a tenner. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Starve him. All no. Night. Take away his Pringles. <laughs> right, he's drunk. Right, how many cans has he drunk? Right. Chili! <laughs> I just come, no. <laughs> no is the answer. I know what I'll do. I'll smother one in chocolate and I'll put it in my, my chocolate tub next time he's round. I might notice. This is a spicy one. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and on that culinary bombshell. Let's end the show. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Don't drink the fray raid. Don't join a cult. And follow us on Facebook at Cutting to the Ball in the Post to the Apocalypse. SoundCloud and most of the podcasting platforms at Cutting to the Ball in the PTA. And YouTube is Apocalypse Ball. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Well, I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Aim low, but shoot high. <laughs>